everyone. I'm Nicole Boone. Welcome to Conversations with Nicole. Today, my guest is Tori Sizemore. She is the very first Miss South Carolina volunteer. I'm excited to have her as my guest today. She's a native of Anderson, South Carolina, and her reign is allowing her to continue her advocacy for foster children. Also, she plans to begin her master's degree soon in counseling and mental health this fall, thanks to her $10,000 scholarship provided by the Miss South Carolina Volunteer Pageant. Tori, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. I'm so grateful you're having me, Nicole. Thank you so much for that gracious intro. This has to be an exciting time as you being the very first Miss South Carolina Volunteer. Tell me all about it. Well, it, it's been very exciting for sure. The national pageant, it's the first time that we'll have a national pageant for this program um, in Jackson, Tennessee. It's on, on May 1st is when we arrive and things get rolling and it'll be a full week. Uh, so preparation for that is very exciting and has um, been really great because we have an amazing board of team members, two of whom you've spoken to before. Yeah. And uh, actually, your interview gave me some encouragement towards actually choosing to compete. That was back in October. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the national pageant, of course, is uh, hosted in Tennessee. But we were able to make a lot of localized connections in Spartanburg. And we want to, of course, have this spread like wildfire across the state of South Carolina um, because the program offers so much to young women. And the fact that for the very first time that this program ever was put on or existed, there was a $10,000 scholarship, not just for me, but also for the teen winner is unreal to me. I think it was only about three months that the team was together to, uh, to pull it all together. And they've been nothing but encouraging and helping me build my skill set and build uh, my preparation for the, in ways that won't just serve me in that week in Jackson, but you know, as I go into ma my master's and go back to work uh, right after this interview, those are <laughs> skills that I'm taking with me in everyday life. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people forget that the scholarship money that is available to young women when they are in these pageants, you, you no pun intended, you can't put a price on that. It helps you further your education and be the person that you want to be moving forward in life. Absolutely. And just from a financial freedom standpoint, you know, I think that's probably, there's a lot of things that people my age get worried and anxious about. And that is absolutely one of them since I was very young, um, really middle school. I knew because I'm the oldest of seven kids that I was going to have to pay my way through school. Like my parents did not have the room to help me. Um, and so I knew my academics mattered and I knew I needed to look for extra avenues to be able to further my education. When I was 16, I decided to get into my first pageant simply as a way to get over my fear of singing in front of people. It was purely for that reason, but I fell in love with the interview process, realized that some of it kind of came naturally and I just saw the growth opportunity there. Uh, and so I followed that um, and it led to me being able to go and compete at Miss Teen USA in 2013, where I placed first runner up. Uh, and then years later in 2018, I did the, I, you know, grew up a little bit and competed in the Miss version um, at Miss USA in 2018. And now third time's a charm, hopefully I will be competing at Miss Volunteer America. Well, we know you are going to do well. And of course we we believe that you're going to win. So that's what we're just going to put out there in the universe that you're going to win. So you're, you are a vocalist. You have a love for singing. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, 
I'm not highly trained, um, but I do love, my mother has a beautiful voice and was always singing around the house, even if it was just to be goofy when we were kids. And um, I really fell in love with the ability to grow in that. Uh, and so pageantry has afforded me a good reason to say, I'm going to invest in my voice. You were an advocate for foster children, and you're really talking a lot about that during your reign um, as Miss South Carolina volunteer. And there's a family history behind this advocacy part of your life. Talk about that. Yeah. So I am the oldest of seven kids, but it's, you know, kind of, if you want the full breakdown, it's myself and then my three biological brothers, and that's in chronological order. Um, and then there's about a five-year gap. And then Sarah Ann is my little sister who came into our lives when I was about 12 years old and she was adopted. Um, kind of the whole situation was really very much a God thing. She kind of just fell into our arms and then a couple of, I guess it was a year and a half later, the twins, uh, Lexi and Leah, uh, they came to be in our family as well. Um, and what's crazy is actually my father was their doctor um, in the hospital as a newborn. He's a pediatrician. Um, Sarah, we, she was 10 months old when she came to us. He, and his name was on her discharge paperwork. And it wasn't until 10 months later that she came to be in our lives. So it's been really cool to see that work out. Sarah turned 15 at the beginning of the month and the twins are now 13. So it has been a while, but yeah, that's how I became aware of foster care and uh, started to learn just more and more. Um, my parents believe in like the whole family understanding what's going on. So they were very open about the process of what that took. And, um, you know, there's struggle and, and fear and, unknowns and all kinds of things like that. And then I realized later on how that must feel for children, especially those who are older than my sisters were basically newborns. Right. Um, so children who are losing everything that they know and going into such a world of unknowns, um, it became something I cared about tenfold yeah. um, when we lost my brother. And uh, that made me realize how essential community is for anyone going through a loss like that. Um, we didn't lose our home, our family and our, you know, our environments like a foster child does. So it gave me a realization that I wanted to not just advocate for the foster care system and advocate for more foster families, which is a huge need, but that I wanted to care for kids very directly as much as I could during trauma and crisis. And so that's when I became a guardian ad litem um, as a volunteer um, to advocate for kids through their court cases and be their voice and speak on their behalf on their desires, their wants and their needs. I know some people that are guardian ad litems and they are such special people and you really are that voice for the child. You are the go-between to make sure they aren't lost in that system, which can be very, very trying for children. And what you and your, your family, you're so special to have taken in uh, other children. And you're right, we need more foster families um, in our state, in our country to help kids because they don't have anyone. They're just little kids coming into a world of unknowns. So thank you for what you're doing for our children. Well, thank you for saying that. And, you know, I always think it's, it's worth calling out that, you know, to say it's easy to think, oh, wow, I could never do that. Um, you know, your family's so special. And I recently was challenged by someone else in the foster care system that said, actually, it's, it's not so much about being special. 
Uh, it's rather you just you decide you're going to step into the hard things. But I know that not everyone is called to be a foster family. I'm not called to be a foster parent right now. Um, but there are so one of my missions is for me to spread a message that there are so many ways that every community member can be impacting improving the lives of foster kids without ever becoming a foster parent. You can be a mentor to them. You can be a tutor to them. You can support the foster families by delivering, dropping off a grocery order um, or a meal or saying, hey, I'll watch the kids while y'all can take a date night. Anything like that can truly help change the trajectory because it's really about creating a not just a safe space for a kid to live while they're in foster care but hopefully also creating a community that they feel grounded in and that they can spend some time healing with that'll carry them forward and thank you for what you're doing and how you're helping others see there is there are so many ways that we can help these children. We'll talk about your future plans. I'm applying to grad schools currently for uh, to be able to go back and get a master's in counseling. Um, definitely both the work I've done as a guardian, having been a sister to adopted children, um, having lived through, you know, mental illness struggles within my family, um, and then the loss of my brother all kind of brought together this picture of you know, there's been a lot that's happened in your life and you can take the hard things and turn them into something that's valuable and worthwhile and kind of redeeming that. So that's, uh, and, and I always was kind of the family therapist. Like I would mediate the issues, you know, this kid's fighting over that. And I would somehow step in and smooth it all over. Uh, and, and I just thought that was what being an oldest story. child was. I just thought that's how all, all older children were. So yeah. Um, it's been really cool over the last few years to kind of see all of these pieces fall together. And now this being, I think, kind of like the final piece of, I was finally comfortable with applying to grad school. That's wonderful. What advice do you have for young women? Because you are certainly succeeding and doing so well. You're an inspiration and certainly a wonderful role model. It's, it's a tough world out there for, for all of us, but especially, uh, you know, for young people, but you being a woman, what would be your advice to young women today, especially children and teens? Yeah, you know, I really try hard. It is so easy to say that I'm succeeding. I've absolutely had success and I've absolutely been blessed in many areas and I've worked hard for, for everything that I've achieved. But I do so heavily believe in the power of community and the power of a support system. Um, so what I, I would recommend and say to a child is um, stay close to the people who challenge you. Um, be open to the people who challenge you with love uh, because those are the people who are going to keep you honest. They're gonna help you actually be able to move forward. Um, and they're always, you know, if you can have a support system in your corner, you can face whatever is thrown at you. It may not always be pretty. It may not always be, it may be messy. Yeah. I've been there over and over again. Um, and you're going to fail, but if you can have, if you can develop a support system, um, and have mentors and people who care about you and check in on you, it will help carry you much further than you could ever go on your own independent way. 
Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice. Well, we are just uh, delighted at your success and, and, and we know that nothing comes just given to us. You've worked hard and you have gone through challenges and uh, that makes you stronger forward as you, as you move forward with your future plans in school and as you move forward with your competition in May at the national level. Anything that you want to share with us as we close? Yeah, well, first, thank you again for having me. I love being able to kind of re, you know, revisit my why in all of this. And uh, I first and foremost want to encourage anyone who is interested in growth opportunities that are provided by the Miss South Carolina Volunteer Program uh, to visit the website. You can find us on Instagram. I would love to answer any questions. If you guys have them, um, we will be having a pageant. I believe the date is set for the fall. Um, and we want to know who's going to be the second. Um, and I want to be a prop, part of helping you guys figure that out if you're interested. And then if anything foster care related, you're interested in learning, um, I th I'd say the quickest way to reach me would be my Instagram DMs, which is at Tori underscore Sizemore. Um, but I also have a website under my same name that has resources compiled from the state of South Carolina. I'd love to speak with anybody who, you know, had their interest piqued by this conversation. So thank you for the opportunity to have it, Nicole. You are so welcome. And again, thank you for your time and good luck in May. We're cheering you on. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You bet. Folks, that's going to do it for this edition of Conversations with Nicole. Until we see you again, we hope you have a great day.